Hey there, welcome back to The Truth is Somewhere, a conspiracy theory podcast. My name is Corey. And I'm Megan. And Megan, today what are we talking about? We are going to talk about the mysterious circumstances surrounding Jonathan Luna's death. Okay, I've never heard of Jonathan Luna before. I had not heard of him either, but now I know, and it's probably because we were pretty young when he died. Oh yeah, what year did this happen? 2003. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So go ahead. So he was born on October 21st, 1965, Mm -hmm. and he grew up in a rough neighborhood in New York City, Uh, but he worked hard and got into Fordham University, where he received a degree in history. And then he went on to University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, where he received a degree in law. Oh, and then so. he, yeah, I know, mm-hmm. right? He's mm-hmm. getting places. So he landed a job with a prestigious law firm in Washington, D.C. Okay. Then a job with the Federal Trade Commission. Mm-hmm. And then he became a prosecutor in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. And then when we meet him, when we catch up with him and his story, he is an assistant U.S. attorney in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. He married the woman of his dreams, and he has two children. So he's like the true underdog overcoming adversity. Like Seriously? Dual degrees? What? Like some pretty yeah. awesome jobs? Yeah. Like, yeah. Way to go. Way to get out of where you were before. And he's a person of color. I mean, just like... No, oh, I did go not dude. know that, but that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Go, dude, go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we fast forward. It's December of 2003. Okay. And Luna is handling a major drug case against two men named Walter O. Poindexter and Dion Lionel Smith. Mm. And they were allegedly using their music label Slash House Records to run drugs. Okay. And around 9 p.m. on December 4th, Luna called a co-worker and left a voicemail stating that he was leaving the office soon and would continue to work on the case at home. Okay. Uh, They were arranging a plea deal because apparently um, Luna had failed to turn over some mitigating evidence to the defense. And so, like, there were things that were getting thrown out. So he needed to do a plea deal with these guys instead of actually making it all the way through a court. Sure. So he's working really hard on that. So he's going to leave the office and continue to work on it at home. Okay. And the cameras in the courthouse parking garage show Luna leaving the office at 1138 PM. So Mm -hmm. like two and a half hours later. Okay. But he left behind his cell phone and glasses, which is super strange because Luna needed his glasses to drive. Okay. Yeah. That does seem pretty strange, especially because you think he'd at least turn around for them. Yeah. That's what I would think too. So he drives north on I-95, and he has an easy pass, which is, like, the same thing as a good-to-go pass in Washington. Ah, uh, um, okay. For the toll lanes on the interstate. Okay, cool. So essentially, work allows him to drive on those. Or he paid or for he it. he paid for it, yeah. yeah. Um, so he was clocked going through three of the toll lanes uh, before he crossed over into Delaware, at which point he switched to using paper toll tickets. Mm-hmm. Which is really weird because his easy pass would have continued to work like it it works on in multiple states. Okay. Okay. Um, so I don't know why he switched to paper tickets, but he did. Uh-huh. At twelve fifty seven AM, Luna stopped at an ATM in Newark, Delaware, and withdrew two hundred dollars in cash. Okay. At two thirty seven AM, toll records showed that Luna entered the New Jersey Turnpike at Interchange Six A from New Jersey Route one thirty. 
Um, traveling to this location from the Newark ATM should have only taken about 45 minutes, so we have about an hour of time where Luna's whereabouts are unknown. Uh-huh. At 2.47 a.m., Luna crossed over the Delaware River toll bridge and entered the Pennsylvania Turnpike at Interchange 359 before heading west. Sure. And then at 3.30 a.m., Luna stopped at a gas station where he purchased two tanks of gas and a credit card. Mm-hmm. It's unknown if he was traveling with anyone else or another vehicle, but it's really weird that he got two tanks of gas. Right. I mean, it's I mean, it's really weird that he's doing this at all, right? Yeah, like he shouldn't be driving that far in the dark without his glasses. Yeah, and that late. Yeah. So, and after he had called his coworker and was like, "I'm going home." Mm-hmm. So the store clerk from the gas station remembers Luna buying a soda and a bottle of water, and that he appeared very calm. Interesting. At 4.04 a.m., Luna exited the Pennsylvania Turnpike and turned in a paper toll ticket at the Reading-Lancaster Interchange. And I just, like, I just want to mention to our listeners, because this is so nuts to me, that this man has been in four states in roughly four hours. Right. Well, I mean, that's um, East Coast for you. Yeah, we can't even get through Washington in four hours. No. Mm -mm. This is a totally different world. That's just crazy that he went through that many states in four hours. Um, so it's 5.30 a.m. now, uh-huh. and an employee at Sensing and Weaver Well Drilling found Luna's car at a creek in Denver, Pennsylvania. Okay. And the engine was still running, mm-hmm. and there appeared to be blood smeared on the car, on the dry, on the front, like the front end of the car and on the driver's side door. So the employee also finds a puddle of blood on the back seat driver's side, as well as two hundred dollars in cash scattered around the car. Hmm. And then the employee called over a coworker, and the two of them found Luna lying face down in the mud of the creek. Interesting. What about the gas? I don't know. Um, obviously, part of it was in his car, right? Well, sure. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. Because it's like just, two tanks it, of gas. Oh. I assumed, like, I get it. Okay. Yeah. So I assumed, like, um, the red portable um, gas Oh, cans. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, like, two full tanks of gas. I get it. Okay. Um, authorities found that Luna had been stabbed 36 times. Mm-hmm. But the water in his lungs indicated that his actual cause of death was drowning in the creek. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Six weeks later, Luna's own pen knife was found next to a rock in the creek and was determined to be the knife used in all 36 stab wounds. Damn. Yep. There's no way he stabbed himself 36 times. Well, au contraire, mine fur. Well, unless, like, they're in the leg... Or the arm. Like, I don't know. It seems real crazy that someone would be able to stab themselves in the body 36 times. I feel you. I do. Uh I feel you. Uh, So did the local coroner. Okay. Because the local coroner ruled the death a homicide. Okay, yeah. Because the local coroner noted that there were defensive wounds on his hands and wrists that were Mm. so bad that it forced Luna's family to bury him wearing gloves. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and then authorities believe that Luna had been kidnapped from the courthouse and driven to this remote location to be killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because the murder trail crossed state boundaries, the FBI became involved. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and the FBI felt that Luna had actually committed suicide. What? Yeah, I know, right? So they claimed that Luna's body exhibited shallow cuts consistent with hesitation wounds. Mm. But the local coroner said that they were consistent with torture. Okay. Yeah. And then the FBI stated that a pen knife was not a weapon that was normally used in a homicide, but was more consistent with suicide. I mean, I would agree with that, but uh, I think that in a homicide, people are going to use whatever they want to make it look like a suicide. Right. But also 36 times. 36 times, and he had slashes on his hands? Yeah. Like, Well, the FBI tried to claim that they... That, he didn't, but the coroner was like, yes, he did. So, I wonder if, like, the the FBI didn't really want to deal with it. So they're just like, yeah, yeah, this is what happened. We have to yeah. say something about it, but this is not something that we want to put our time towards. Well, but it's crazy, though, because the FBI went so far as to request that the coroner change the cause of death. But well, they the don't want to look wrong. Like, the coroner literally said that Luna's hands had been, quote, shredded. Wow. And then, in addition to that, there are things I have not told you yet. Mm-hmm. His scrotum and throat had both been slashed. Oh, Jesus. His scrotum. Do you really think this man slashed his own scrotum? No. No. Also, there was a stab wound that was between his shoulder blades. <laughs> what? How do you stab yourself between your own shoulder blades? Okay, so obviously the FBI is uh, not not all there. <laughs> or they're trying to. Not a, I think it's more likely that the FBI is... The FBI came out and said one thing and then realized that they may be wrong. And instead of backtracking... And apologizing for being wrong, they decided to stick with their guns. Oh, yeah, they doubled down on it. Yeah. I think that's more likely than saying that the FBI is in cahoots with the killer. Um, I mean, a possibility, but it's also a possibility that a meteor is going to fall on the house, you know, and in the next two seconds. And that didn't happen. So uh, I think that that's a little outlandish. I mean, they doubled down. On, they doubled down on it so hard that they were leaking information to the press to like try to discredit Luna. Right. I really think that uh, it was just someone was not. They just were not going to give up the fact that they were wrong. Yeah. And once you start so, to double down on something, especially if you're the FBI, you just have to keep doing it. So uh, they doubled down on it, and they're releasing information to the press. So, so this is some of the information that they've released that mm-hmm. they leaked to the press to try to, like, discredit Luna and back up their suicide theory. Okay. So he was $25,000 in debt, um, 17000 of which was on credit cards that his wife didn't know about. Okay. Additionally, Luna had handled a bank robbery case in the previous year from which $36,000 in cash evidence disappeared. Okay. Like, so they brought the cash into the courtroom, which was really unheard of. And 36,000 of it just, like, disappeared. But the problem was that the cash was brought into the courtroom and then was, like, left unsupervised, so it literally could have been anyone. 
Sure. And like all of Luna's friends and family and colleagues, they were like, there's no way he did this. There's no way he did that. Cause like he was just really well liked and really well respected. Um, but he was, was scheduled to take what? Uh-huh. Was it like specifically people were calling out that he did it? Yes. More than other people? Yes, that's what the press was trying to say. Do you think they were do you think they were trying to signal or um single him out because he's black? Well, there is something about that. Mm-hmm. Um So he was scheduled to take a polygraph test regarding that money like really soon after he died. Uh-huh. So the like the press and the FBI are trying to say like, "Oh, look, he did this thing and he knew he couldn't pass the polygraph." And so he killed himself. Seems real crazy that he has all this debt after stealing all this money. Right? I know. That's what I don't understand either. And so then the FBI also finds that Luna was living a bit of a double life, and he was uh-huh. using internet dating sites to solicit sex. Okay. Um, so, they, like, he was just kind of being shady, right? Okay. Um, but the thing is, like, they found his name on a dating site, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was him. Right, but not the a... Catfishing is a thing, right? Yeah, but not like a profile picture? I don't know, it just said his name. Oh, that's interesting. Everything I read just said his name. But the FBI leaked that, too, to the press. Yeah, you know, it seems real real interesting that, um, you know, there could be other Jonathan Lunas. Right? I don't. I feel like that's quite the quite the the jump, just to say, even in the same location, that could be a possibility that there's others there. Because dating sites often have um, location associated with your profile. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I was, kind of, hmm? I was kind of laughing as I was reading about this, um, because. So I was reading a, a a Washington Post article about about this um, specific case, and like all of the U.S. attorney last names are like crazy Italian names in the article, and I was uh-huh. like, "What is this? The mob?" Huh. Like, and I literally thought that too because it's just crazy. So the Washington Post article I read was talking about the um, U.S. attorney. His name is Thomas M. Oh boy, DiBiagio. Uh-huh. DiBiagio. Mm-hmm. Di Biagio. Yeah, Di yeah. Biagio. You gotta say it uh, with an Italian accent. Di Biagio. Yeah, yeah, all uh, of them. <laughs> so he, um, the Washington Post article talked a whole bunch about um, how apparently Di Biagio did not actually really like Luna. Mm-hmm. And that he was, like, coming after Luna and trying to get rid of Luna. Oh. Um. And there were, like, the Washington Post article cited other people that worked um, in the U.S. Attorney's Office uh, basically saying that Luna knew that DiBiagio didn't like him and that the one uh-huh. that they had had before, which was also an Italian name, which I cannot remember and I didn't write down, um, okay. did like him. And so there was, like, this shift within the department. But what I found really interesting was that that article said that, but another article I read specifically had DiBiagio trying to walk back some of the smear campaign that was going on in the press. And uh, he specifically talked about the bank robbery case and stated that Luna's job was not in jeopardy in any respect. Okay. 
So it's just really interesting that you have this perspective that maybe like DiBiagio was after him, but then he was also out in the press talking about how like Luna was well respected and his job wasn't in jeopardy. Yeah, it sounds like at, and this was after his death that he started saying the, the um, the redeeming things. Well, yeah, because the FBI was leaking all this crap to the right. press. It also seems like, also, I don't know. If I were saying horrible things about somebody and then they died, I might redact some of those horrible things I said just because, well, he's not there to defend himself anymore. And maybe I didn't dislike him that much. I just said those things. But I've had time to think about it. Sure, you're right. Mm -hmm. It's just it's kind of um, it's just suspect because the FBI was like running this smear campaign, essentially. Yeah. Um, there's another theory brought forth by the FBI that Luna was attempting to fake a kidnapping and assault in hopes that the pressure he was under from work would subside because everybody would feel really bad for him. Okay. And then he accidentally mortally wounded himself in the process. 36 right? times? I know, I know, I know, I know. I mean, you are tempting fate at 36. Right? Once, Nuts. twice, you know three times and you're like oh someone's gonna have to believe it oh and then on top of that like his hands being all fucked up right um that one didn't really go anywhere they were really pushing the suicide thing like intentional suicide yeah Um, the only suicide i could see in this situation is that he paid someone to kill him yeah right but so it stayed a homicide, even though the FBI was like, it's a suicide, and uh-huh. no arrests have been made, and there is an outstanding $100,000 reward for information leading to a conviction. Okay. And here's where the race thing comes in. Okay. Um, because there is a $1 million reward for an assistant U.S. attorney that was killed in Seattle who happened to be a white guy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then the $100,000 reward for... Mm-hmm. This man who was half Filipino, half black. Do you think that that has to do with location? Um, I mean, maybe, because Seattle's really progressive. Yeah, I, I mean... I don't, I don't know about Baltimore. I'm not... I, I'm trying to take race out of that situation and question, like... I'm not saying that's not a factor. Um, but I'm trying to look at it as if maybe that wasn't a factor. Um based on the locations of, like, where it was, would one city be more likely to put up a reward than another? A well, higher reward. It wouldn't reward. even be a city, though, because it's U.S. attorneys. This is oh, federal government. U- oh, okay, so the federal government is doing it. I see. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Maybe there's a request. I don't I don't know. Uh, maybe so the paper was, was done was, differently. That was just something that was brought up in one of the articles I read, and yeah. I was like... Yeah, okay. And then you have to wonder, too, like, what was it that, um, because everybody, all of his coworkers was like, he was a great guy, he was a really excellent attorney, Mm -hmm. like, he's really committed, and then this new boss takes over and doesn't like him, and you have to wonder why he doesn't like him, too, right? Sure. But that could, that could really be innocuous, but I just was like, there was a teeny tiny part of me just from researching so many conspiracies all the time, I was like, Uh it's the mob. Like, it's got to be the mob. You don't have all of these, like, Italian gangster-sounding guys as U.S. attorneys and not think that it's the mob. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I see the connection, for sure. 
I, um, but that was just my own funny little thing, so I was like, this is nuts. It could have been um, a previous case that well, he had. Okay, that is one of the the um, the theories, is that it was actually the case he was working on. Okay. Because um, he was working on a big case involving a drug ring, right? Mm-hmm. So some theorists uh, believe that Luna was the victim of an orchestrated hit by that drug ring. Okay. And there's a, there is a, like a corroborating little tidbit that does kind of lead credence to that. Um, because in 2005, another district attorney, Ray Greikar, uh-huh. Uh, he was working on a drug ring case, and he disappeared in 2005 without a trace. Oh. Like, they still don't know where he is. And what I was reading was that they were, like, linked to the same drug ring. Okay. So that lead, lends a little bit of credence to that. I mean, there's not, like, a lot of proof of that, but that's what some people think. I mean, that sounds logical. It sounds more logical than the rabbit holes that were going down with uh, with uh, Luna. When truthfully right. to me, that, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, the most logical, simplest answer. I don't think it's suicide, because 36 stab wounds does not mean suicide. Uh, doesn't. No, but definitely um, someone who doesn't want him on their case anymore. Doesn't want him on their uh, their buddy's case the drug sure. ring, right? Mhm. Well, and then you like I know you already said that you think that the FBI just doubled down because they didn't want to admit that they were wrong, but a lot of people are like, well, maybe they were involved in the drug ring somehow. Like that's maybe they're running themselves or they were supplying drugs to the ring. Like that's something that has happened oh, I know. over it's... and over again. When you when you bring that up, yes, I actually agree with that more that um that the FBI may have possibly had a uh, a connection to it just purely because they had uh, their hands. And that could quite literally boil down to the FBI's like, we're going to tell them this because we have our we have our hands in this pot with this drug ring. And maybe our plan is to get the drug ring ultimately taken out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can't jeopardize the investigation. Yeah. Based on one one attorney. Yeah. That got killed because of it. Yep. Yeah. Um, Go on. I, so there's another theory that I really love. This is not like a, a huge theory, but it's one that's been put forth by several people on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we were to take what the FBI uncovered about Luna's secret life is true and okay. that he was on dating websites soliciting sex, then it is very possible that his wife found out and killed him herself. Okay. Or a lover he had taken turned out to be a crazy stalker, and they killed him. Okay. And the only reason that I really like this theory is because of the damage to his scrotum. Oh, yeah. It's, like, really personal and kind of rage-filled, yeah, I feel you like. Don't, generally, you don't mutilate genitals unless there's some sort of purpose behind it. There's some yeah, sort of rage. Genitals n- normally stay out of the equation. Yeah. So I just feel like that's, like a really decent theory that was that it was either his wife who found out that, you know, he was cheating on her after she bore him two children Mm -hmm. or it was some lover that he was sleeping with and maybe didn't have a serious relationship. And then they were mad. Sure. I, I have a hard time believing it's the wife um, because that is a long time in a vehicle with someone. 
to not rethink about what you're rethink what you're doing. Sure. I think any sane person that has moment a moment of insanity and says, I'm going to kill you that drives through the night. What was it? Six hours. Well, was six like, hours between when he left work and was found. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, um, but anyone that drives safe for four hours is going to have plenty of time to go. No, this is wrong. I'm not, I'm not going to do this. Uh, so if I were to go off of that, I would think that it was more likely to be um, a crazy, a crazy connection. Um, I don't know. But then I wonder, again, why go for the genitals in that situation? Yeah, That's just, just crazy like, to me. It's very targeted and very personal. So I feel like that just lends a lot of credence to the idea that it was a lover. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, maybe, maybe the lover was hired by the mafia who's run by the FBI. And (laughs) And they they, all work in the U.S. Attorney's Office. They all work in the U.S. Attorney's Office, right? But they paid her money to then, uh, you know, go and date him, Mm -hmm. take him on a little trip, you know, and uh, take him out to the, take him out. And take them out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, that's uh, pretty crazy, though. Yeah. I certainly don't think it's suicide, and I think the FBI was crazy for thinking that. Yeah. I. The more we talked about it, the more I kind of think that they probably had their hands in the pot. Um, I usually try to give the benefit of the doubt to the FBI as to whether, you know, they, they have a evil or malicious intention Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more likely to believe that the FBI um, had definitely had their hands uh, in in this. They definitely were pulling some strings, and they didn't want those strings to be exposed because uh, that one could mean that they're being exposed for doing the things that they're doing, which on the surface can look bad, mm-hmm. um, and also could get their all the work that they'd done shut down. Uh, yeah, it could jeopardize an investigation for sure. Right. And who knows, maybe he died and there's a whole slew of stuff that we don't know about that uh, was uncovered that the FBI was able to do. Maybe they shut down several drug rings because of it and more lives were yeah. saved. But the one life we see go was an unfortunate side effect. Yeah. Yeah. But that is the crazy death of Jonathan Luna. Yeah, I mean, at least he got to see a couple states before he died. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> I it is, but I don't know <laughs> what am what am I supposed to say? <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Uh, other than Jonathan Luna did not kill himself. I don't I don't know. Well, Jonathan Luna most assuredly did not kill himself. I don't understand how someone could think. Thirty six um, times. Thirty six times. Horrible hand injuries and genital. And like, stabbed between the shoulder blades. Right. Oh, hold on, I'm going to stab myself between the shoulder blades. That's like a real slow, like, uh, oh, I missed. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. And then he, I don't know, just not happening. Don't believe it. Nope, not for one minute. 
No way. No way. No Forget way. about it. Not my knife, not, not my problem. Not... <laughs> oh, wait, that is my knife. <laughs> Guess it's my problem. Guess it's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that is what I've got for you. Okay. Um, pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, if see, you can uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TTIS Podcast. You can also find the Facebook group. Uh, just search for TTIS Podcast Group. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you just want to drop by and say hello. You can e- email us at the truth is somewhere podcast at gmail.com. If you like what we're doing, hop on over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, little purple icon, whatever it is you want to call it. Leave us a positive review there. If you really like what we're doing, you can jump on over to Patreon. It's also TTIS Podcast there. Mm-hmm. You get cool merch. You get cool bonus content. You get the episodes early. You get all the cool stuff over there. So jump over there and take a look. Right. Uh, if you just want to buy some merch, it's the truthissomewhere.threadless.com. If you want to see the show notes and links to the information I've used, that's at the truth is somewhere.com. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. The truth is somewhere, guys. Keep looking. Bye bye.